Welcome to the Inner Power Podcast, the place to help you unleash your inner power and develop unshakable confidence to finally create kick-ass results in your career, relationship, and life that embrace who you are. I'm your host and personal confidence coach, Olga, and I'm here to share practical and actionable techniques, real-life wisdom for myself and other powerhouse women with the backup of human behavior science. This is the place where you will learn it all to finally step up your game, feel great about yourself, and live life with a new sense of unfuck with ability. If you're ready to step into your fabulous and most powerful self, let's do this. Hello and welcome to a new episode on the Inner Power Podcast. I'm your host and confidence coach, Olga, and I'm so happy that you're back with me. This week, uh, I want to dedicate this episode to a really special topic, actually a topic that I wanted to do an episode on for such a long time. I'd say probably at least easily half a year, a year, Um, but I never did it because I never felt like it fit. But then (laughs) the past three weeks, I've been, let's say, parenting and mothering all by myself both kids because of if you want to call it like kindergarten lockdown and it's been like a tough three weeks I tell you Um, doing this whole thing by yourself every day it's just exhausting and uh, the other day I was hearing as I was driving with both of them um, in the car I was hearing Destiny's Child Survivor and I'm like, oh my God, this song speaks to me, <laughs> you know, like I'm a survivor, I'm not going to give up. And um, I just felt, you know, also in this time talking to friends of mine who also had their second child or had their first child and just exchanging, you know, how we're feeling, how it's going and just hearing how really everybody is showing up their best way possible and also hearing how basically exhausted and tired and sometimes you know um what do you call it like when you when you don't know what to do you know when it's just like super stressful right and you just want to vent with somebody somebody who gets you and um that's why I thought like it's time it's time we need an episode on mother, motherhood and um, how to, or some points that are really helping you or can help you in your motherhood journey to gain more trust and more confidence in yourself as a mom. So I thought I'm going to share with you today three three things that have really helped me on my journey. Um, I'm trying to keep it as short as possible, you guys. I could like parenting and motherhood, <laughs> I could talk about probably for a whole, I don't know, week, (laughs) if not more, but because there's so many points, but that's why I decided like, I'm just going to try to keep it short and just focus on the three main things that have helped me. I feel, um, the most so far, um, interesting myself with my decisions, what to do, um, not feeling guilty, not feeling ashamed, not feeling like a bad mom. I mean, we all have those moments, but we'll get to that, (laughs) right? But the thing is, um, there are certain things that you can do that are going to make this whole journey um, easier for you. And I think will also help you see certain situations from different angles, right? So let's dive right in. Because the very first topic uh, or the very first point that has really I mean 
has, I mean, it basically laid out the whole foundation for how I um, approached um, parenting and motherhood um, in general way even before I had a baby <laughs> and it was that actually right after that realization that I got pregnant with Maxi um, and the realization was or it's all about becoming a conscious parent that's point number one you need to become a conscious parent if you want to um, show up as a more confident um, mother or father um because the realization that I had was um, when I was doing my coaching certification in Brazil, um, it was like an intense week um, of, of life training. And of course, they also, you know, you learn the practices and techniques and everything, but you also have to apply those things to you. And even though I had, you know, already spent um, a considerable amount of hours um working on myself and um, learning more about personal development and you know why we do the things that we do but it was all just like scratching the surface so when I was doing this coaching certification I really went deep on some of the let's say issues fears um, stressors that um, I was challenged with back at that time Um, back in that back in those days I was really so so afraid so afraid of failing I was so afraid of disappointing my parents I was so afraid of so many things and I was also feeling guilty for a lot of things especially when it came to doing the things that I wanted I always felt like this is you know I it's it's not a good thing to do people will I don't know will think x y and z about me and um, my parents <laughs> that was always my phrase my parents are going to kill me if I tell them what I want to do etc um, and not that you get like a wrong image of, of my parents right um, they've always supported me in, in basically everything but it was just like this internal story that I had and so When I realized that some of the beliefs that I was carrying with me, around me, um, around what it means to be a child, around what it means um, to be, for example, successful, and I realized that, or I was able to shed a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of limiting stories that I was telling myself that kept me stuck in this... um, fear of failure, fear of disappointment, guilt, and shame mode. And I realized that actually my parents are not going to be disappointed in me. Actually, they're, for example, pushing me because they see so much more in me Um, and not because they are not satisfied with what it is that I'm doing. And um, as I was able to kind of peel off all those layers of who, you know, who I thought I'm supposed to be, um and it it and it felt like i'm i'm literally like taking off stones or the mount everest off of my shoulders of like you know pressure of um like i said fear um all those kind of heavy things that we carry around with us especially in motherhood like being a bad mom right or feeling guilty for doing something wrong or not living up to the best version that you can be Um, when I was able to understand that all of those things that I was afraid of were just made up stories, um, and it was just part of my mind's programming 
but had nothing to do with the truth, with the reality. And I saw that by doing that, not only did I realize like, wait a minute, I actually don't have to be a a different person, right? Second, understanding that everything that I was going through was just literally a made up illusion of my mind and how certain life situations can be seen from very different perspectives because um, when I when I was seeing memories, for example, from my childhood, from my perspective, obviously, for example, I experienced maybe sadness, anger, uh, disappointment and stuff like that. When I allow myself to see it from a different perspective, for example, from a parent's perspective, from even God's perspective, you know, things looked very differently. <laughs> it was a whole nother story. And so when I understood like how powerful the mind is in making up all those stories, making up or making us behave in certain identities and personas that we are not, and that it is our mind that is keeping us stuck. Um, and how really powerful also the use of words, of words from ourselves to ourselves, from other people to ourselves are and how they shape us. Um, I understood that like, this is probably the most powerful thing that I could ever give to a child. Because before that, I was always wondering, first of all, I was I was super afraid of uh, getting pregnant and becoming a mom, to be honest. Um, and then I was also wondering like, okay, I mean, I can provide for that child financially and obviously I'm going to love him or her, but what is it that I, I personally can contribute to them? Because um, I don't want to just bring those children into the world and then, you know, kind of, I don't know, just kind of feed them and give them a place to live, but, you know, not do anything else, like beyond. I feel I felt like there's something missing. And so when I realized that, holy cow, by knowing all of those things about how our mind works, what it has done to me, um, how certain... Um, stories, situations have affected me and put me into this place of like um, insecurity. If I can, if I can apply that or um, help a child to not go through all of those things and not pass on maybe, you know, stories that have been passed on from one generation to another within your family. Um, If I can just allow them to fully embrace themselves, not wrong them for being who they are or what they're doing, um, but really create an environment where I can kind of navigate, navigate and guide them in a way that is actually going to build their self-esteem and their confidence muscle and is really going to allow them to show up in this world fully embracing who they are. To me, that was like, or is still the most powerful thing that a parent can do. And so when I had this realization that I can actually prevent my kids from feeling inadequate, um, from feeling like they have to pretend for me, from feeling like um, they uh, have to play small or dim their light just to kind of um, please other people's expectations, think that's the best thing that you can do. And so having done the work on myself 
And having seen, you know, this whole relationship between child and parent from a whole nother perspective, um, it really made, allowed me to become a more conscious parent. And what I mean by that is, you know, being very aware of certain situations that are going on, not just parent on autopilot and replicating, replicating um, patterns, uh, behaviors, structures, certain, um, you know, the way we, we talk to children um, and not just replicate all of those things from my parents or, or my grandparents or even their parents um, just to pass that on to my children. Like there are certain things that I really, let's say, respect and I really enjoy and I think they're good. But then there's also many things that I've seen that I don't want to pass on to my kids, Right. Especially those things that have lowered my personal self-esteem. And so I want you to kind of reflect upon how, how have you been growing up? Um, what was your relationship with your parents like? What did you not like <laughs> about um, your relationship maybe? Right? Um, who did you have to be for your parents? And then just, you know, observe whether you those things were empowering you or disempowering you and whether that is something that you want to pass on to your kids because I'm sure like like I said there's going to be things that you're going to find really good and there's going to be a lot of things that you would not want to pass on to your kids and I have to like be 100% honest and transparent here once it's it's not like you or it's not like that situation or my my period there in in brazil has like you know turned me into this super 100 conscious parent no it has turned off or cleared a certain part around my let's say belief system my mental programming but obviously this is like a continuous journey and it's it's a challenge to break those patterns there's sometimes um especially those past three weeks situations where um i'm I'm confronted with my own behaviors that I don't like and I really have like a hard time letting go of because it's kind of so ingrained in the way that I grew up. And so you probably have those things too. And so if you identify them, you know, don't get discouraged because you might, it might cost you or it might be difficult to um, like interrupt them and let go of them. In the end, your mind has been programming you this way, you know, for a very long time. But just the sheer fact that you're going to be able to slowly, once you once you realize what was happening maybe to you, you've identified the thing that you don't want to pass on to your kids, you're going, this awareness is going to help you um, the next time that you're going to act the same way again, or that you're going to feel the same way again. And then... Um, this awareness will help you to hold still in those moments and actually become conscious around what is going on. You're not just going to run this whole thing um, on autopilot, but you're going to be able to maybe hold still. Maybe um, for you, it's going to be next time you're going to, uh, I don't know, um, let's say yell at your kid, right? It happens. <laughs> We're all guilty of it. Um, but Maybe this is something that your parents have done to you. And maybe this is something that you don't even like, right? So the next time that's going to happen, 
you're going to catch yourself and maybe you're not going to react any differently, but you're going to notice. And the more you're going to notice, you know, the more your parenting will change because every situation where you're noticing, you're going to have um, the power to choose, to choose to adapt your reaction, right? But overall, just understanding how our mind works, who it turns us into, both from a child's perspective, but also from a parent's perspective. But here, because here's the thing. One thing is how you grew up and the child that you had to become for your parents. But then the other thing is also um, all the beliefs and the ideas that, let's say, our society, your family, your friends... They're all bombarding at you about what it means to be a good mother, for example, right? And we don't realize, but as we transition into motherhood, our chip kind of our programming changes. Once we start being pregnant or we actually have the child, you know, our mind starts playing the I'm a mother now (laughs) uh, program. And that has very different beliefs and emotions and ideas attached to it. I think it's super important that every parent does that work because you don't want your kids to go through the same experience that you have had and this is the work that you that everybody should do to lay the foundation for their whole parenting experience um because you can only show up as your best self for your children when you know actually who you are and what has happened to you and who you're not when you understand yourself you're able you're better able to understand your children when you had experiences where you were able to shed off those emotions of guilt and shame and um, doubt, insecurities, etc., etc., you're going to be able to help your children to not take on the same patterns, right? So becoming a conscious parent is definitely the absolute number one um, thing that has helped me personally a lot in how I approach everything. Because then I I start to question everything. Like, is this really what, let's say, a good mom is about? Is this really how um, a parent-child relationship should be? Um, Does he really have to, you know, always eat up all his food? It's like maybe silly situation sometimes, but that's how it is. Is it really um, true that, you know, putting yourself, uh, putting yourself, putting your child to sleep in a particular way is the way to go so yeah start paying attention to and reflecting on you know how has your upbringing been what's your relationship been what does parenting or being a mother actually mean to you like literally write it on a piece of paper being a mom means and then just write everything that comes to your mind like I kid you not you're going to be so surprised about what is stored in your head then the second thing that has really helped me with um my doubts and sometimes feeling like a bad mom or feeling guilty about certain things um, has been really fostering my own, let's say, intuition and um, really listening, tuning in with myself and what feels right to me. Um, Now that might seem like you might go like, oh my God, this sounds so let's say, cliche, listen to your heart and stuff, but hear me out, okay? Because the thing is, the baby industry or the kids industry, it's it's like, mm, 
okay i'm just gonna say it it's it's like a corrupt industry for me like the wedding industry many times i feel that um companies or the industry just wants to take as much advantage of you as possible because everybody's going everybody's sending you this message like if you're a good parent if you want to do the thing the right things you need to buy this stroller you need to buy this type of clothes you need to feed them this formula or this food or whatever you know you need to bring them to sleep in this kind of way and it's just like from every side you're getting bombarded whether it starts with your parents and family right your friends everybody has an opinion on how to parent your child and somehow everybody always knows better than you um that's what they want to tell you um the whole industry like i said everybody's just trying to sell you shit you know (laughs) they're not really interested in making you the best parent i feel they're just trying to sell you their shit and um then there's, you know, the experts that are writing the books on, you know, how to create happy sleeping babies or how to um, feed them the right way. And some of or I feel like many of those things and I've talked about it with with uh, um, uh, Mara on on another episode on a podcast where we were sharing like the or she was sharing like the more books she actually read about parenting the more pressure she felt and the more she felt like she was doing a bad job because all of those you know opinions comments etc it's like direct judgment it's like a measurement that we're unconsciously measuring ourselves against um, without even questioning whether that is actually the right thing for us as a mom uh, for us in the way we want to interact with our children and for the child itself because yes it's awesome listen to different kind of perspectives and different approaches but in the end for me I have learned that it always just comes down to um, me and my child what is what feels good and what feels right to me and what feels right like f- for him or for her now <laughs> um, since I have two kids now because the thing is you are the only one that knows your child the best it's like you're spending so much time with them you know like when they get fuzzy you know their routines you know like the tiniest signs and signals of like when they're starting to get sleepy or when they maybe want their what their favorite toy is etc etc you are the only person no other person like out there and certainly no expert in a book or no um baby whatever company will know what's best for your child only you know that and um, I know it's tricky sometimes because like I said if we're not doing the inner work to become a conscious parent first we're going to oftentimes think that what feels right for uh, um, what feels right for us or what I what I think is the best thing we sometimes assume that this is really um, our personal feeling (laughs) when in reality for the majority of us it's just masked as something that we think is us but in reality has been something that you know we've adopted from from our families from other people from things that we've seen heard or experienced before so you have to pay attention there so 
And this is why I'm saying like, it needs to feel right in your heart. This is like where intuition comes in. Like when you feel like it feels right, you get a good feeling in your gut, in your heart, then it's probably the right thing to do. But if it's just like um, a message or like thoughts that are coming to you, but some somehow you're getting like this, you know, your head might be saying like, yeah, this is, you should whatever, get those things. Or it's okay to leave your baby crying uh, to sleep. Um, but in your stomach, you're feeling like this is wrong. Don't do it. Right? Um, because those discrepancies between what your heart says and what your, let's say, maybe mind says, this is the first indicator that this is something where you should be um, digging deeper into. Are you really believing that, right? Where where did you get that belief from? Um, because oftentimes I see like, you know, so many things that are, people are sharing on social media um, that they're doing with their kids sometimes. I feel like so many people are doing it because they feel like it's there's a competition going on or something and motherhood is not a competition motherhood is no freaking competition it's not about who's who's doing a better job there's not such a thing as like getting a prize for best mom of social media or something like that um, I see so many people like pushing their children to um, sit as early as possible, to walk as early as possible, to eat as early as possible, just to be able to say in in the conversations with maybe other moms or with friends or whoever is like, oh yeah, you know, this my baby can already do that. And I'm like, who cares? <laughs> really? If If you're catching yourself like, in, in an emotion or something like that, you're making this all about you. When, you know, your baby has certain times, it's going at its own speed and the speed that it is going is the right speed for it. When it is learning to maybe sit or walk or speak or whatever later than others, that's okay. <laughs> you know, it's everything is happening at the right time. And so what I want to say is, you know, we need to start or we need to stop <laughs> um, seeing motherhood um, and having children like as a competition or like like a race. There is no freaking race. There is not going to be any price for it. Like I said, the best price that you're going to get is like a relationship with your kids that is going to allow them to live and embrace themselves. And show up as that version without um, feeling any shame or guilt coming from your side. I think that's the best price that you can get. But, you know, other than you and your child, nobody is um, is included in that or involved in it. And so that's why really when the best price in that sense, I'm just saying that in air quotes, best price, right? Um, that you can get is the relationship that you're having with your children. Why does anybody else's opinion matter, really? Why do we put ourselves under, why do we put ourselves under the pressure of some kind of magazines or friends' opinions or family's opinions, opinions of maybe colleagues at work and um, 
I don't know, maybe why why you're why you're coming back to work too early, why you're coming back to work too late. The thing is, like, you're never going to make it right for anybody because everybody has a different opinion. It's like you ask those seven billion people living in the world, and you get a different answer from everyone. <laughs> When is the right time to go back to work? When is the right time to have a child? What is the right way to do X, Y, and Z? Right. So. When I, um, and that's where the inner work really helped, right? Because when I saw like, we can approach everything in like a zillion different ways. I decided like, okay, this is my child. I'm going to raise him the way I think is right. And I'm not going to let anybody tell me that I'm, that I'm a bad mom, that I should be feeling guilty for picking the things that I think are going to be the best for him and me and our family for example um when i went back to work after two years actually um i went back to work in a different city <laughs> so every monday i was leaving early i was sleeping i was spending the night with my parents and i was driving back from work tuesday evening night so two days out of the week he would not see me at all and then the rest of the day uh, rest of the week I would be at home just um, working another day at home office um, and so many people in the beginning when I came back to work they were always like asking me like okay so um, how, what are you doing with you know with your with your son are you taking him with you to your parents and I'm like no like he's in, in daycare <laughs> right um, and I think It, it was on on the one hand it was kind of funny to me that people always assumed like okay I'm the mom and I'm supposed to um, always have the baby with me or the baby I mean he was already like almost two years <laughs> he was already two years actually so but it was funny like you know the the responsibilities and activities that we kind of assign to mothers and the ones that we assign to parents also many times that when we've talked about with colleagues um, or with a friend at work, it was like when a mom goes to into parental leave, um, colleagues are like, yeah, you should come by and bring your baby. But when a guy has a baby, like nobody ever says that to them. Yeah, come back to come, come to work and bring your child, right? So it's like all those kind of different things. If you start paying attention that you're going to notice of like how... Um, screwed up and <laughs> just I don't know unlogical or illogical things are and so when I was saying like no he's in daycare my husband's going to take care of him for those two days um, obviously it sucks that I'm not going to see him but I I think like since I know he's well taken care of with my husband and I'm literally just uh, gone for one and a half days so to say um, I didn't see any issue It felt good for me to have a little a little break, um, you know, on those rides to work or spending the night at my parents. Um, and it was like, it felt like a win-win situation for, for all of us. And many other people would, would have decided very differently than I had. They would have said, go and find a different job, maybe in Munich where you're living or move back to Stuttgart or whatever. But I was like, I don't want to do any of those things. I don't see the need for it and it doesn't feel right for me. So, you know, I just did what I thought was right. 
Or another example, you know, maybe you're you're questioning or being afraid of traveling with your kids, especially when it's your first child. But it's like when we had Maxi, I mean, I've traveled a lot, like literally a lot. And um, I've lived in, I think, eight different countries, you know. Um, and so when we had Maxi and my husband is from Mexico, so obviously he wanted to see his family. We went to Mexico. Um, we also went with him to Australia, actually. Um, right before he was one year old and we stopped in China. So in his first year, he has probably traveled to more like continents than other people like in their lifetime. And um, especially, for example, um, my family was very skeptical. Like, why would you put him through so much, you know, uh, trouble to fly all the way to Australia and yada 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 and I was like it's going to be okay you know it's not like uh we're we're planning the best way that we can and I don't think that spending whatever 14 hours on a plane is something that is so unbearable for a child it always depends how you approach it right and so that's the whole thing like we need to stop listening to other people and we need to start listening to ourselves, to our true selves, to our heart. Like your heart is always going to give you like sincere, honest, truthful answers. When you listen to your head, that's a whole nother story. That's when your mind is kicking in and that's when your whole programming is running, okay? Um, and the thing is, the more you do that, the easier it gets for you to tune into your intuition. And on the other side, also, you know, I just want to quickly touch upon this topic of mom guilt. The thing is, we only feel guilty when we think we're doing something wrong. And the only way that you're going to be able to do something wrong is when you hold yourself accountable to other people's standards, to other people's expectations. And... Um, you really allow for those opinions, for those judgments, for those expectations to be yours. Because if you measure yourself, let's say, against your own expectations, against your, your own standards, and that's why like tuning in with yourself, connecting to yourself is so important, you can't feel guilty because you're doing what you feel is right. <laughs> there is no wrong in doing what feels right for you. Whereas when you truly believe that, I don't know, you, you can be a mom and a manager and like be a good mom and a good manager at the same time, you're going to feel guilty when you, for example, get back to work. And when you, whatever, when you're at work and you want to leave earlier because you want to pick up your children from childcare, right? When you have this whole story of other people in your head of like what you're supposed to be doing as a mom, as a, let's say, as a professional, as a partner, as whatever, you're allowing other people to run your life. You're allowing other people to run your experience as a mom. And that's when I said, like, <laughs> I'm not down for that. Like, F you. I can be, I can do work however I want. If that means that I'm going to have to change jobs or whatever, I'm going to have to do that. I'm not saying that um, sticking and doing what you feel is right is always going to be easy. It's not because <laughs> you're confronted with all the other people that are having different opinions, right? But there was also a really good interview that I did uh, with Paola. Um, if you 
go back in the podcast it's still uh, under the thrive podcast name but she was she got promoted to vice president in latin america and um she had i think um i don't remember how many children exactly but she had several children and she said she said very clearly like what her values are for herself what she wants for herself as a mother um, for her family and she stuck to that no matter what no matter what maybe other people at work were doing what was you know expected of her um, and really when we stick to that and we are able to resist and withstand other people's judgments and we realize that their judgments don't really matter. That's what's going to give you the, the most confidence. And once you start living according to your own standards and not what you're supposed to be doing, you're, you're, there's, no, there's no way you're going to be able to feel guilty anymore. There's just not. So when you feel guilty, um, I want to encourage you to look deeper into like what is happening and look at like what you're supposed to do and what you really uh, feel would be right to do. And when you see all those supposed to do's, like tune in or check in with yourself, close your eyes and try to kind of identify like who's, whose voice are you actually hearing? Whose face are you actually seeing when you read those messages? Are they really yours? Who are, whose are they? Are they really right? Are they logical? Do they make sense? Is there any other way? on how I could be doing that, right? This is what I want you to do if you're encountering uh, situations where you're feeling guilty. And then you need to decide. It all comes down to your decision. Do you want to continue believing in those supposed to's or are you brave enough to let them go and just follow your own want to's? All right, and the third point that I wanted to share with you is, and again, (laughs) You're going to say, oh my God, that's so cliche. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. But because the third point that has really helped me in my um, motherhood experience is really um, learning how to take care of myself. Self-care and self-love are also key cornerstones in the foundation of being or of showing up as a truly confident and um, self-trusting um, mom. And I'm going to tell you why. The thing is, I also see many people who are having children. Like I, like I told you, I was scared to death to, to have to become pregnant in the first place. But I see so many people who are having kids just because, just because it's like the next logical thing to do, right? Without giving it a lot of thought, actually, like why you want to have those children, like what, like kind of what do you want? to to get out of that experience right or what do you want that experience to be like or to make out of it um and many people are having children because they want to fix things they want to fix a relationship um or they are having kids because they want to um have somebody who loves them to experience love and i hate to break it down for everybody who's like doing those things it's like your child, like, it's not your child's responsibility to, you know, just be a gap filler in, like, 
what you're supposed to do next kind of like what's the next social step that is expected of you um just to have a kid just for well because i'm supposed to because everybody's having children right kind of it's not their job to be that child for you and to fulfill like your social kind of expectations or something like that um your child is also not going to fix shit in your relationship i'm just going to say it like harshly as it is but it's not their job if your relationship is not working with children or without children it's not going to work with children and certainly that child is is like it's not their duty or their responsibility to bring kind of some kind of healing or fixation into that um and lastly it's also not your child's job to make you feel loved because here this is the thing and this is why it's so important to practice self-love um, and self-care like you need to love yourself first you can't give a child or your partner or anyone in the world something that you're not doing or experiencing or feeling for yourself it's just not possible because you don't know what it feels like you can't give that to another person but you're putting so much pressure in all of those situations that i just uh, listed you're putting all that pressure on that kid to perform in a certain way to be in a certain way that you're setting yourself and the child up for failure for resentment for um for bitterness really for frustration because whatever whatever that child is going to do you're already expecting him or expecting him or her to to function in a certain way when the child's let's say um responsibility is just to be themselves the thing is your child like our children they don't build like they're not our um what's it called the word our property <laughs> it's not our belonging we we are you know we can consider ourselves um honored to be the ones to give them life and bring them into the world to bring their souls into this world but they're not like my like my property in that sense um so i can't have any expectation of my children to do anything about my emotional life or my social life or whatever it's not their job it's my job and um for me like the first year of motherhood has been like really tough i was like living in a zombie mode because i was on average sleeping like just five hours and um you know i'm so used to doing everything by myself that i rarely asked for help and for example asking for help like demanding help let's say from your partner um is a part of self-care asking for help and not feeling bad about it you're not supposed to do it all you're not um it's okay to ask for help it's a it's okay to reach out it's okay to reach out just to maybe vent with a friend about the situation or about what's going on for you it's okay to take time for yourself it's okay to pursue still like um maybe a business a job or a career whatever it is that makes you happy and fulfills you really it's not filling your ego but really fills your heart um you know your your child is not there to be like your trophy or something that you can brag about like if you don't have the self-esteem 
to show up with people and just to feel worthy by yourself, your child is not going to do that. So you need to start practicing self-love and self-care. And especially like the past three weeks, like I mentioned, um, it's been super exhausting. And so one weekend I decided I'm I'm going to go with just Camila, um, my six-month-old baby, um, to my parents. And Maxi is going to stay with my husband because I just needed a break. I just needed to recharge a bit. Like we can show up um, as our best selves, as the best mom that we, we can be if we don't take care of ourselves if you're just functioning on you know exhaustion and stress you know there's just it's like um a battery in the car if it's empty it's empty <laughs> like you can't make up more battery life if you don't recharge it literally if you just put your car somewhere for example or your computer and you just plug them into into the socket and just leave it there to charge right we need to start doing that for ourselves because every time I do that, every time I take a break, even if it means like going out for a walk, all three of us, but it allows me to, um, do, to do an exercise or do an activity or be somewhere that is recharging me, recharging my energy. It benefits my children because it allows you to be more, more patient with them, more present with them, more connected with them also. Uh, it's going to allow you to act from a place of love and not constantly react from a place of stress and fear, right? So really just take care of yourself. Coming back a little bit also to to the second point that I mentioned about, you know, other people. It's also like don't allow social media to fool you into other people's so seemingly perfect life flawless easy parenting experience whatever yada yada i call that like i call bullshit on that nobody's having like a super easy time everybody's challenged with something and just the fact that everybody's just showing always or sharing the the perfect images when things are great or they're having like a nice moment not saying that there's anything wrong with it but it just paints a completely different picture and we automatically compare ourselves to those pictures right and so self-care can also look like taking a social media detox like don't go on social media don't follow or look at those accounts all the time if you feel like if you notice that they're actually just putting more pressure on you then they're actually helping or inspiring you to become a better parent and so for me realizing that really my emotions are my problems <laughs> and i'm not responsible for my parents problems um the problems I'm not responsible for their emotions and so neither are my kids responsible for the way I feel but that I need to take care of myself and how I feel was a huge huge game changer as well and so ever since then like I'm not too proud to ask for help anymore I'm going to demand it from from my husband I'm going to ask for it maybe from my parents or friends I know now that I'm, I have to take care of myself, whatever it takes first, so that I can be the best human for my kids. And so those three things are the things that really impacted my whole parenting and uh, motherhood journey immensely. There are so many more examples that I could you know, tell you, but I feel like we're already <laughs> at a limit of time. 
And like I mentioned in the beginning, we could go on for hours and hours. But I hope that you found those three things helpful. So really start working on yourself, doing inner work on yourself. Become a conscious and an aware parent for your children, for yourself also. Because it's going to liberate you from so many, you know, childhood traumas and it's going to give you so much healing. Like, man, you're going to be a completely different parent uh, for your children when you do your inner work. Second, when you start to really trust yourself and just like not give a crap about what other what the industry what experts are telling you what your family and friends are telling you about how you should be doing things fucks <laughs> should sorry i'm getting like really emotional but screw it screw the shoulds and trust your your wants and what feels right in your heart all right and then the third thing is really start practicing self-care and self-love even if it's just for I know it's tough to make time for yourself okay like who am I kidding right um I know it's tough but just try to start with maybe five minutes a day just for you somehow make it happen um even if it means maybe putting some tv on for your toddler or whatever even if you don't like it, I get you. Like I'm not a big TV for kids kind of person. But sometimes when this allows you to be mentally more fit and more peaceful and um, more patient, etc., those five or ten minutes are not going to damage your kids. And so with that being said, I wish you all a happy Mother's Day or belated or whatever Mother's Day. I don't know when Mother's Day is in your country, but happy Mother's Day anyway. And um, remember that you're doing the best fucking job every day that you can. You're showing up the best way possible. You're doing so many things that probably nobody around you notices. So it's important for you to notice it and be proud of yourself. Um, Feel good about you know, everything that you're putting in there and that you give yourself some credit and some slack for everything that you're doing because you're a freaking great mom. You liked what you heard on this episode but would like to get more support? Just follow me on social media at the Olga Mueller on Instagram. Send me an email on olgamuller.coaching at gmail.com or join the wonderful tribe of incredible ambitious women on Facebook and the Women with Unshakable Confidence group. See you next time.